hey, this is Jamie Bahamas with 305 Sports. Today, I'm joined with Robbie Espen and Anthony and Michael Yero. And today for 305 Sports, we got to talk about the Miami Dolphins schedule that just dropped. So guys, the schedule came out and it starts off with the Miami Dolphins going back into New England against the New England Patriots. They have back-to-back -back games against the AFC East Conference where they go at their home opener against the Bills. They have a month, uh, sorry, Thursday night game, primetime game against the Jaguars. Then it's the Seahawks, 49ers followed by the Broncos, the Chargers, Rams, Cardinals, the Jets, then the bye week, and then the Jets again. Then the Bengals, Chiefs, Patriots, Raiders, and the Bills. I mean, we, we knew who the opponents were going to be, so we knew the schedule was going to be tough coming into it, but now we know how it lays out. Robbie, I want to get your thoughts on what you think overall about the schedule. Overall, I think this schedule, there's, um, there's some stretches that are, like, very difficult to overcome after the first couple games and then Jacksonville primetime game. You have a rough stretch. You got Seattle, San Fran, Denver. And the two LA teams, I think those are all going to be tough games. But I think the most important part of the schedule is going to be the last stretch. In your la three of your last four games, you got to play Kansas City, the Raiders, and Buffalo. And I think all three of those teams are going to be really tough to beat, especially if the Dolphins are going to be in contention in the hunt for the playoffs. Let me ask you this. So we knew who the opponents were going to be. You think if the schedule was ordered differently, you think it would be a better schedule or you think it didn't matter coming into this? I think that um, the Buffalo, the last game of the season, that's, that really screwed us over. Having to play in Buffalo in January, that's killer for us. Like, I'm, I don't want to do it at this point, but that game, no matter what, is probably going to be written off as a loss at this point in the snow in Buffalo. Um, Kansas City late in the season, of course, Mahomes late, probably going for the playoff run. I think he's probably just going to go off at that point. Gotcha. Hey, Mike, what's your overall thoughts on the schedule? Well, it's Miami's time to play the AFC and NFC West. It's it's tough, man. They play the Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos, uh, and, who, and then they play the Niners and Seattle in the back-to-back -back weeks. That's going to be tough. And they play Seattle week four, then five San Francisco and six the Broncos. That's that's the stretch like I'm really worried about because like I don't, I don't know how nice the Broncos are gonna be this year, but with additions of Jerry Judy, I, that offense is gonna be nasty, man. And then we already yeah, know what San, we already know what Seattle and and San Francisco can do. And then yeah, I mean the the toughest game of the season for me is gonna be week one because. Even though Bill Belichick, you know, he lost a lot of his pieces, brand new quarterback. At the end of the day, it's it's the New England Patriots. Those guys are scary. Those guys are scary to play with. All right, let's turn it over to the other bro. What do you think? So obviously, uh, we have um, the Finns have a uh, three weeks into the season. They the the schedule gets a little tougher. But what I'm focusing on is um starting from week seven to week. 13, I think it is. No, week, yeah, to the end of week 13. It's pretty easy. I mean, you see the you see the Chargers, who are obviously a young team with a young rookie quarterback. Um, they The Dolphins could take advantage of the inexperience. We have the Rams, who missed the playoffs last year. Obviously, they lost Todd Gurley. And, uh, you know, they, they're also on the rise once again. Then we got the Cardinals, who 
who, yeah, they did rebuild. They had a DeAndre Hopkins, and they have Kyler Murray, you know, coming back more improved. But you could compare them just to what the Dolphins are. And if they if the Dolphins win one or two straight against one of the L.A. teams, they're they're at Arizona, and it won't it won't. I mean, it'll be a similar matchup. Then we got the Jets. The Jets probably the worst team in the AFC East, and then they get a bye week, which a bye week is is crucial because they're gonna go to New York to face the Jets again the week after, and then they have the Bengals, who are the worst team in the league. And yeah. it, I mean, that's a that's a good stretch of must wins. You know, heading after that, you got the Chiefs, and then the Patriots at home, but. Yeah, I mean, they they have to take advantage of that if they want any sort of contention to be in the hunt. It's a hard schedule, but um, it's it's all about the stretches. So here's the hopeful thing that people keep overlooking. So I agree with all of you guys, right? Yeah, and it's a fact. It's it's not even something that's for debate. The Dolphins have the third most difficult schedule this season based off the records from last season. So it's going to be a tough road. But the the thing that everybody has to remember here is. The reason why the schedule is so tough is because of the conferences that the AFC East has to play. So guess what that means? That means the Jets, that means uh, the Patriots, and that means the Bills also are playing these same opponents for the most part. Yep. And you know what actually is even, makes it even better? The Dolphins finished, you know, worst out of those teams. So they actually have a couple of matchups in their schedule that's going to make life a little bit easier. Right? The Patriots have to play all those same opponents plus the first-place finisher in those other divisions. So the Patriots still have to go and play the Chiefs. They still have to go play the 49ers. They also have to add in there the Texans. You know, So yeah. when you look at it that way, the key that it boils down to is for the this, – this season doesn't matter about just who they're playing head-to-head. The key to this season is the, you have to win the division because the division games are going to be tough anyway. So question now up to the group. I'm going to look at you, Michael. Do you think the Dolphins can actually win the division? you think there's a chance that they can pull out a division in this schedule? Uh, I think so. Personally, it's, it's going to be a battle between New England and Miami. Uh, Buffalo, you know, they have Josh Allen. They're, they're a confident young team. Singletary is a great running back. But I just, like, they, they, though they always struggle to find their mark. Like uh, last year they made the playoffs, right? Yeah, they did. But yeah, you yeah. know they can't win a playoff game, and I think uh, his experience is gonna get to them. Miami's added a bunch of new veterans, and got a lot of guys from New England that bring that playoff leadership that eventually will make it in a race between New England and Miami. And it it all goes down to experience at the end of the day. I'm gonna have to. Oh, I, I, I think go. that. Go go ahead, Robbie. Oh, all right. I think you're disrespecting Buffalo. I mean, they got Josh Allen, and maybe he's holding them back, but they still have an elite defense. Singletary is all right, but that receiving core is pretty solid. They don't have any – they got Stephon Diggs, got Stephon, which addressed yeah. a huge hole. They, just, they had a bunch of pretty average guys until then. They have Diggs. They have a decent O-line. They're not, they're not insanely good, but they're pretty good. And their defense is amazing. So, don't don't sleep on the Bills, bro. Hey, Mike, I know you were dying to jump in there too. Yeah, I mean, you mean it? No, he. I'm meant, sorry, he... Anthony. I'm sorry. Yeah. So <laughs> when you look at the Bills, I mean, you can write them as number one. They're gonna be a 12 win team. 12 win team mm-hmm. this season. Uh, I, I see the the Dolphins third or fourth in the AFC East. 
just because, you know, we we can't let the hype get to us, you know. I mean, I hate to say it, but the Dolphins have been mediocre. I mean, the Dolphins started the season last year, what, 0-5, 0-7? It was actually 0-7 before they turned yeah. it around. I mean, yeah, they turned it around, but, you know, who knows that it won't start the same this year. I mean, okay. they have... So, so I'm glad you brought that up, right? So when I looked at the schedule, here's the way I see it, right? Um, there's two ways to look at this. We're going to know early on who these Dolphins are, right? So last year, um, everybody heard it. It was the, 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 the news, the media, the people outside of Miami, even some of the fans, it was the tank for two a year, right? Obviously, the players didn't believe in that, and Brian Flores completely put that to bed and said that's not what he was doing. However, that was the theme of the season, and the team was obviously in a major rebuild. They jettisoned a lot of players. They shed bad contracts. It wasn't going to be a, a year where they moved forward, right? So started off the year really rough. I mean, those first couple of games were really hard to watch. So now we're in the year where the rebuild is on the opposite end of it. It's not so much what you're taking away. It's what you're adding. And the NFL did something very interesting there, right? We you know, everybody saw what happened in the last game of the season between Miami and New England when Miami went into New England and had that thriller of a game pulling out the win at the end. So what does the NFL do? Brings those two teams together in the first game of the season this year coming up. People are expecting Miami to be competitive in this game. The NFL is expecting Miami to be competitive in this game, right? Otherwise, they wouldn't have scheduled that as an opening game. They want something people can watch and enjoy. So tell me this, if the Dolphins come out this season, right? If they start off week one and they lay an egg against New England and then they go into Buffalo and they fall flat and they have not been really good, um, you know, in primetime games in the last few years and they go to Jacksonville and lay an egg also, is, is the season over? Can they um, from that? So, if I mean it starts all in New England, and you have to remember, just like you said, the Dolphins added a lot this offseason. But amid the coronavirus, I mean, there's not there's no way to really puzzle that together. I mean, they they had they got the pieces, but there's no chemistry right now. And I don't, I honestly don't think. I mean, yeah, a bunch of teams have also added and lost, and they'll have to adjust. But the Dolphins, I mean, they they had the it's a rebuild, you know, and you don't. It takes time to to adjust to that. So going into new, going into New England, uh, yeah, if they lay an egg. I feel like it's just gonna go downhill from there. I mean, it's a home game in Buffalo, but the home field advantage it won't be. There won't be much of a home field advantage this year, with the, with most likely there not being any fans in the crowd. And the Bills are the best team in the AFC East. I mean, I, I don't want to see a a remake of the of the Ravens game start the season at home but it could it could end up looking like that to be honest so i gotta challenge you on on two pieces there right here's how i see it um my game predictions are gonna come late much closer to the season but i'll give an early preview of where my head is at right i think i personally think the dolphins right now in this day if the the rosters do not change the dolphins have a better team than the patriots right However, Bill Belichick is the type of guy that does not want anybody to get the best of him, all right? So, and the first week of the season is always the hardest season, the hardest game in the season to ever scheme for a team, right? Bill does not want to come out and start a season 
losing the first game of the year. He also does not want to come out and lose to Brian Flores two games in a row. So the Patriots are going to be a tough out. So the chances are that they might not actually, that might be a really hard game for them. But, you know, it was just mentioned that, that um, Buffalo and the home field advantage. You got to remember, Hard Rock Stadium fans are not, you know what, is, is, yes, I'll give credit to the fans, but that heat is going to be a tough out um, for Buffalo to come there and dominate having to deal with Miami and that South Florida heat, right? So be careful of that too. But, you know, I want to get some other perspectives on this. So, so Mike, what are your thoughts with those first three games? If Miami lays an egg in those first three, others, is the season over? I'll accept a New England defeat. I'll accept that, you know, it's a tough division lost. Lost, but as you said, Brian Flores beating Bill Belichick two times in a row is it sounds it sounds uh pretty hard to do. So I I'd, I'd understand that loss. Buffalo, I mean, respect to what Robbie said. They're an up and coming team. They've been they they're a play or playoff team last year. You gotta give them respect. If they come out and and defeat Miami, that's understandable. But the Jacksonville Jaguars, <laughs> come. Season's over. Season, might as well rebuild and tank for somebody else. If you, if you lose to Jacksonville, that's, that's bad news. That's some bad news. That, that team, that, that's a, it's a rebuilding team. No, no disrespect to Gardner Minshew, but no. Nah, that, right. that team has no business beating the Miami Dolphins. Robbie, what would you think? Look, you guys are forgetting the Patriots quarterback is not Tom Brady. <laughs> it is Jared Stidham. Are you serious, dude? Jared Stidham. Come on. Look, Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to pull off some stuff, like always. I think, we, yeah, Buffalo, that'll probably be a loss. But I think New England will probably be a win. Jacksonville, they're tanking for Trevor Lawrence, no doubt. Dude, I don't think we're going to go on three. No chance. Yeah. I, know you said, I know you said Jerry Stidham. I know you said that, but I, you got to remember, they got uh, Brissett out of nowhere. They got Garoppolo out of nowhere. Those guys, they get, they get those guys out of nowhere, and they turn them into pretty good quarterbacks. So yeah, they've got, got a good system. Yeah, I know this is about the schedule, but I got to ask. You guys really think it's going to be Stidham starting week one? You think this is what Bill's going with? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yep. He's been sticking to his guns. I just was curious what everybody thought there. They have right, Brian so- Hoyer on the team too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Brian, yep. Her- he's an OG. <laughs> but yeah, back to what. Sorry, back to what Robbie said. I mean, the Patriots. You know, who knew who Jimmy Garoppolo was, right? And then a month later, who knew who Jacoby Brissett was? I mean, Jared Sidham wasn't a joke at Auburn. So. I think I think only time will tell, but so I mean, I got, they have a good track. Yeah, so I got something. Yeah, this is actually – I want to bring this up, right? So we talked about how hard the schedule is, and everybody's talking about the obvious pieces, right? They're like, oh, you got to go play the Seahawks. You got to go, you know, play the Chiefs. You got to go play, you know, the 49ers, right? There's something in the schedule. We talked about it in our articles. It popped up in the schedule preview, the review. We, we've, we've, we've actually pointed this out. There's a quirk in the schedule where the Dolphins go and play the Jets at home, have a bye week, then play the Jets on the road, right? So it's back-to-back games against the same team. That doesn't really happen in the NFL. It hasn't happened for a while. I think if I'm not mistaken, it hasn't happened since like 1991, right? So here's the deal, right? 
this is this is kind of like NBA territory here. It's very hard to beat the same team two times in a row, right? That's part one. And then two, if you beat the same team two times in a row, you've pretty much taken their soul. So that was supposed to be the softest or easiest game or the you know in the in the conference for Miami and I, now this quirk I think makes it a little bit more difficult in my opinion. Uh, what are you guys thoughts, Robbie? I want to ask you first. I agree with that. A team like the Jets, you're expected to beat them. That's a team like the Dolphins, they should beat them. But back to back makes it really tough. Sam Darnold is not a, not as bad as everyone makes him out to be. I think he's a better quarterback than and Josh Allen. To be honest, but it's the first time oh in thirty my. years. It's the first <laughs> time in thirty years that teams go back to back against each other. The bye week should help with that, and I think Brian Flores will find a way to scheme against them. Hey, so we're gonna stick with this whole Jets thing, but Mike, I saw your reaction there, so I gotta ask you about the quarterback comparison. You gotta weigh in there. That's blasphemy. That's blasphemy. <laughs> Stephen A. would say that's blasphemy. Well, you got to back Allen, it up. You can't Josh, just shoot it down. <laughs> Josh Allen last year, 3,089 yards. Sam Darnold, 3,024 yards. 20 touchdowns, 9 interceptions for Allen. Third, uh, 19 touchdowns, 13 interceptions for Darnold. We know where Buffalo went last year. We know where New York went last year. There's no discussion about Josh Allen and Sam Darnold. As for the Dolphins playing the Jets two back-to-back weeks, I mean, you can't lose to Adam Gase tw- like there's no excuse. That's like that should be like a rivalry. That should be like the the one the one game that everyone has pinned down in their calendar. That's like that's a must win, and at the same time, it's a like you're eager to beat that team. Anthony, I'm gonna put you on the spot. The Dolphins play the Jets, go to a bye week and play the Jets again. Do the Dolphins beat the Jets two times in a row in back to back games? What do you say right now? You call it. I mean, we're talking the Jets. Uh, Jets were mediocre last year, but they finished the year off strong. Uh, they only got better. They added uh, an underrated move in Frank Gore to to complement Le'Veon Bell. Um, beat them twice. It's going to be hard. I mean, yeah, coaching Adam Gase, but right after that Dolphins loss, they finished the season well. Uh, I, I think it's going to be hard for them to, to lose twice. I think it'll just be um, – a battle of home field competition. I mean, it's later in the season, so we could be seeing we could be seeing fans at that point. Yeah, I, here's my concern with it, right? So, I fully expect. I, I mean, it, it's a it's a you know, AFC matchup is a rivalry rivalry game. It could go either way, but my concern is, you know, the intangibles. Let's just say. You know, the Dolphins are down, like, with the injury bug during that week. You you know, three of your best players are, you know, coming off of an injury that week before, right, where they're out three to four weeks. That means you're facing the same team with the same handicap, you know, twice, right? You normally would have beat this team full strength, and then you walk in the door like that. That that kind of bothers me when it comes to comes to football. So that's where my concern comes in because it's funny. Like, to me, I was looking at for the soft spots in the schedule – and we hit one, right? I think the softest parts of the schedule are when we started off, and I think it's around the bye week. But the little, the little ways that it's set up, I think, makes it a little bit more difficult. Um, I want to ask this, though. I want to find out from each of you guys what matchup 
are you most likely looking like which one are you like you have it circled right now this is the game you can't miss this is the one you're getting your popcorn ready for which game is that so anthony which game do you have circled on the calendar week one week one no doubt <laughs> i mean it's just you get to see if the dynasty's over for the patriots yeah and you get i like to see that. where the dolphins are to start the season and on top of seeing if it's over you probably get this is like Literally getting a chance to put the nail in the coffin, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Mike, what do you think? What's your game that you have circled? Uh, I don't know if I told one of you guys. I'm pretty sure I told Jamie. I predict the Dolphins to finish nine and seven, and that nine and seven, that final game, come down to Week 17, Buffalo at home versus the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> I look forward to that game. It's gonna be freezing cold. <laughs> it's gonna be a great game, but. As I said earlier, Buffalo, Josh Allen, inexperienced. I think Miami will pull away. And if 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 anything, if they're gonna make a pull uh, a chance, if they're gonna get a chance at winning the division, it's gonna come down to Week 17. And you know what? Honestly, fans don't kill me. I say Miami loses that game. I, I you know I think they're gonna win games. They're not that people don't expect them to win, but. I like the way the schedules played out, but if you think about it, they didn't. They didn't get this. Why I like the way the schedules played out, they got a pretty good deal for as as tough as the schedule is. The Dolphins didn't get weather tested the entire time. There were no cold weather games in here. They got to play in Miami when they wanted to play in Miami. They don't have to play New England in the cold. They really don't have to play the Jets well, in the well, cold. Nah, they have to play. They have to play. A, oh no, never mind. I thought yeah. they were playing Kansas City at home. No, at, they, oh, they, the road. The, yeah, the schedule's right. cake from a weather standpoint, right? Yeah, you're, you're right. So you're right. if they don't get tested until the end of the season, and they have to go to the worst place on their schedule for that situation, right? That's gonna be a shock. And if both of those teams need that game, and the way I said it from the opener is this is gonna come down to who wins the division. So I'm guessing if things play out the way the Dolphins fans want, the way we're looking for it to play out, they're going to need this game. It's the toughest place and the toughest situation to have to go get it. But we'll see how that goes, right? So, Robbie, what, do you, what, do you, what game do you have circled? Week 13, Cincinnati Bengals and Miami Dolphins. <laughs> we're at home. You know why. You know yeah. why. <laughs> you think 13, it's going to happen? I think I think it's going to happen at that point. <laughs> Tua Tagovailoa starting his, what could be his first game for the Finns against Joe Burrow. Wow. The top two quarterbacks in this draft facing off potentially. That could be amazing. Oh, um, it's at oh, 1 p.m. Man. I don't know. I would want it to be flexed, but that's an awesome game. The two, two teams that were, quote, unquote, tanking last season facing off against each other. I think the Dolphins did it the right way. They got the better pieces. They had more picks in the draft. And they got Tua. Who would, I, I think Burrow is not more talented. I think he's more reliable because he hasn't had the injury concerns. But I'm so excited for that game. Yeah, I, I hear you there. And I'm on the same vein, but I'm going to pick a different game, by the way. If there's a world where Tua is the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, right this season the game i want to see is the dolphins against the chargers right and the reason why that's the game i want to see is because i actually want that game to come out and be lights out you know i want to see herbert and tua i want them to go out there and like light it up i want a scoreboard to be like they're playing ping ball you know why 
because then that really sets the Bengals up as looking like losers. They're going to be sitting there like, whoa, we, um, you know, we could have had those guys. J- JV, these guys JV. are like, light it up. <laughs> You're forgetting, man. You're forgetting. No Justin Herbert right now. It's my man Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> my man Tyrod so, Taylor. So good point. Good point. So you you think Tyrod holds on to that yeah, job? I think I think if uh, he I think he should have been the starter at, in in Cleveland. I don't think Baker Mayfield even should have gotten that chance. I think he's a he's a reliable starting quarterback. He took Buffalo so, to the playoffs. He uh, took, that is true. But what that. happened the year after that? <laughs> oh. We're not talking about that. I don't have my I don't have my facts with me right now. Good point. I, I wanted a, I wanted to point it out a notable game. You know, you guys are saying Tua is going to start. You know this and that, but I, if Fitzpatrick gets hurt, you know, God forbid that happens. Week nine, Arizona Cardinals. Josh Rosen gets his return against Arizona. Oh, wouldn't that be sweet? That would be a sweet game. Um, that I think you know. I think Josh Rosen already has that circled on his personal calendar. I think he's already, you know, you know, shipping everything he can ship, every care package he can send to Brian Flores saying, I only want one game this year. I only want one game this year. And that's the one that he wants. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch gears a little bit, right? Because it is a hot topic. It's what we all feel is all, what gets us all excited, right? The Miami Dolphins quarterback depth chart. I'm not going to ask you what's going to happen. That's, that's, you know, that's, you know, hypothetical. I, I, I want to ask you what you, if you were the GM, right, what, who would be your number one, your number two, and your number three this year? So let's start with, I'll start with Anthony on this one. So we're looking at the, the Dolphins' depth chart. Um, at quarterback, yeah. At quarterback. Um, I'm a believer of, of letting the quarterback learn. But you you can only learn through playing, and I think um they wanna they wanna build the future. It'll come down to to obviously to spring training, spring practice, all that leading up. But if you tell me right now, you know, you wanna build your franchise the fastest way possible, it would be by starting to a game one. So Robbie, I'm excited to hear because you already said your prediction of what's gonna happen in that game you know, with the Bengals. So I'm curious if, if you were the, you know, you were calling the shots, what's your depth chart at quarterback? Well, I, I, I trust in Fitzmagic. He took a team that was given no chance last season, took them to five games, five wins, really. And this season, I think that Brian Flores is going to have the trust in him. He has Chan Gailey, his old offensive coordinator back. They worked really well together. I think they're going to, Surprise a lot of people, do, do better than people think. I think it so, won't be until later in the season where Tua could play. I think Rosen will probably be the backup until then and put him in a pretty good spot at QB. So then I got to do a follow-up with you, right? Because you, you, you actually said it again. You doubled down on your earlier thoughts, right? So you're, you're behind Fitzmagic. You're saying, hey, if I was the guy, that's the guy that's rolling out and starting for me. But you also still stuck with your statement that you think two is coming in late and you think two is going to be the starter when you go against the Bengals. What has to happen for that? If Fitzmagic comes out on fire and wins these big games against the Patriots, the Seahawks, the Rams, you would have had to go through and, you know, beat the Cardinals to get to that point to, to you know, to have the prediction that we talked about. He goes through and pulls out these games. And what, what needs to happen that you actually say, 
hey, you know, Fitz, yeah, you did a good job, but, you know, it's, it's, it's two a time. You, what's your trigger? Well, either either the team thinks that two is fully healthy and ready to play and go out there. If not, it'll take probably a Fitz tragic performance that we've seen a lot of times. <laughs> you, you know he's Fitz magic when he balls out, throws five, four touchdowns, but then he goes around the next week, throws uh, four picks. We've seen it happen on multiple teams, the Bucks, the Jets. Uh, we haven't seen it happen to that quite that level, like later in the season this last year. Um, but I think at some point, Tua will see the field, especially if there's a scenario where the season's moved back a couple weeks. Gotcha. Hey, Mike? I feel under no circumstance you play Tua this season. Under no circumstance. <laughs> Brian Fitzpatrick, you know, as I said, God forbid he gets hurt. It's Josh Rosen. He starts the rest of the season. He can, like, I, it's, I, just, I think it's, it should be a redshirt year for Tua. I don't think it's it's worth it. It's not worth it. Unless Miami is, you know, they're actually considering a – a real playoff, a real playoff contender early on in the season, and they see two quarterbacks get hurt. I don't think it's worth it, it's, especially yeah, if uh, if late so in the to, season. Oh. If late in the season, it's like oh, down to like we're seven and nine, and like we're like below five hundred by two games. Week thirteen, let's say for example, oh, oh, we got to put in two. Let's let's try them out. I don't think it's worth it. It's I'm, not worth I'm, it at that point. I'm with Mike here, right? And here's my thought process on it. The Dolphins, you know that I knew they weren't going to move away from Fitzmagic, right? Because if you look at all their promos before free agency started, before the draft started, there's certain players that weren't on those promos, and there's certain players that were on those promos. They they showed us, they showed their hand that you know Fitzpatrick is going to be a part of this. There were how many quarterbacks? This was a year where it was so strange where. If you wanted a new starting quarterback, you could have had one. You could have had Philip Rivers. You could still have Cam Newton. You could have had Andy Dalton, right? You have all these options up there. And the Dolphins said, nah, we're good. We signed our guy. Our guy did what we wanted to do. And he's still here. And we have him on a two-year deal. And that guy is Fitzmagic, right? So they have their veteran guy. On top of that, last year, the Dolphins went and got a first-round quarterback that they said, you know what, let's give a shot. Let's kick the tires on this guy. This guy needs some development. But he could have some potential here. And they went and got Rosen. And then, you know, the dream scenario to get your guy, your guy that you think is going to be the guy that's going to be the face of this, this franchise for the next, you know, decade or so, right? You got Tua sitting there. If he really is your guy that's going to be the face of, for the next decade and you, you're still in the middle of what you call this rebuild, because they're admitting that they're still in the rebuild, I, I agree. Like, there's no reason to play this guy, right? If I say the depth chart is this, I say it's, it's Magic 1, Rosen 2, and then you have Tua sitting as 3. If, if Fitzmagic has a uh, season-ending injury, right? Okay, cool. He goes in IR. You sign another quarterback, right? Rosen is your starter, <laughs> right? You bring in another guy, and Tua sitting at 3. I don't think I personally would not put him on the field this year if I was the guy calling the shots. So, so that's how I feel about it. I mean, there's things I want to see. No, I, I really don't care about the injury. I, I Honestly, if I was worried about the injury, I would say the Dolphins shouldn't have signed him to, to begin with. In my opinion, opinion, right? I, I'm not a doctor. I didn't see the medicals. But everything I've read, everything I've heard is the Dolphins signed this guy because, because they were comfortable with his medical. They were 
They said he was healthy. They said, he even said, Tua said, I can play right now. So I'm not worried about the injury. What I'm worried about is that you don't mentally wreck somebody. You don't put them in a situation where they fail. Or you put them in a situation where if that guy was to get injured, let's just say as an unrelated injury, that's mentally tough and that's pressure. The Dolphins don't know what they have in their offensive line yet, right? The, they don't know what they have. This, this offense in general is still forming, right? Until that's built, there's no reason to rush this guy out here. Now, if the Dolphins, there's, I, I would say, it, and that's even tough for me to say, if the Dolphins ended up in a situation where they were, you know, they won the, con- they won the division, serious contenders in the conference, and they did it without Tua, and then all of a sudden they have injuries and they got to turn to him, I, that's tough. I, but I, I just don't see it being that scenario. That, that would be something where I'd have to scratch my head and say, what do we do now? But if their quarterbacks are dropping like flies at that point, I would question how, we, how we're doing it protecting quarterbacks to begin with. So the injury doesn't concern me. I just think there's no reason to put him out there until you have the team formed around him to have him go at it, right? So that's my thought. I, I, I get you there, but I feel like you're just hiding that concern about injury. Because that concern would only lead back to, oh, the offensive line isn't ready. Oh, they, let's get the right guys around him. You're talking about the most efficient quarterback in college football history. True, but I don't, I don't, want, I don't, want, I don't want my <laughs> – so this is another three or five talks. What's the most important position in football, right? I don't want my – most valuable guy that I, I call him my most valuable guy. I don't want my most valuable guy on the field taking hits, period. Right? Um, I don't want Fitzmagic taking hits. I don't want Rosen taking hits, right? And I don't want Tua taking hits. But when I look down at my, my, my returns, right, Fitzmagic, I'm, gar- I'm tied to him for one more year, guaranteed. All right? Rosen, mm, tied to him, who knows, whatever the case is, right? Both expendable to me. Tua, I want to keep around. So if I don't put everything in place to make sure that he can last, like he can do his job effectively, then I don't want him out there yet. That, that's, that's my thought on it. But we'll see. The Dolphins may go a different way. I, but can I put my fanboy hat on for a second? Go for it. Go for it. I have an argument, but yeah. I want to see Tua day one as a fan. As a fan. As a fan, I want this guy to come up, light it up. I want him to, to go out there and do his thing. It's going to be exciting. I think he's the best quarterback on that team. Um, it's just because but that, that's what I want as a fan. But when I sit back on the other end of it, I know sometimes patience is a virtue that if you, if you neglect that virtue, you can often pay for it later. So that's my thought. So. Um, I mean, so your thought, yeah, it makes sense. And as a fan, I would want to see him on the field as well. But, I mean, eventually he's going to have to get in there and make his mistakes. And I'd rather that those mistakes go on during the rebuild than next year when it's quote-unquote complete and then you just throw in an unexperienced quarterback. such an excellent point. I, 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 I still stand by my argument, but I so see that. That's such a great point. I disagree. I think – I think, could, I think you could use a preseason for that. I'm sure there will be a preseason before. Yeah, but the argument, and I'm going to pull Robbie in on this too, because I know he's itching to, to get it. Because he, as he said, he was the guy that started this debate. But the thing with preseason is you don't get to see, like, guys, like, teams have their, they have their shake hand agreements where they're going to play their vanilla-based defense and 
they're going to say, yeah, I'm not going to hurt your guy or whatever the case is. That goes away once the regular season comes up. You know the first time Tua hits the field, they're going to say, let's go see what this guy has. Let's rattle him. Let's hit him. Let's go do something. Let's see if he can handle this. This is going to be a different ball game. So, Robbie, you know, you started this. <laughs> Finish it. Hmm. Look, I think that I just trust in Greer and Flores, whatever they choose. I'm 100% on that. Whether they start to it right away, which is not going to happen, just get that out of the way. They're not going to start to it right away. Or they, they registered him the whole season, which I'm fine with. I think that at some point, Tua will see the field at some point. He says he's healthy. The team says he's healthy. If they're, if they're good and they're in the hunt, why not let him play? They drafted him in the top five. They clearly think that he's going to be an elite quarterback at some point. You got to show trust in him that he's your guy over Fitzmagic. Exactly that. But if they are in the hunt, why would you pull whoever's the starter then? I mean, obviously, you picked a guy at five. Well, that's, that's you know, true. The numbers don't lie. The, the accolades don't lie. And then you just want to sit him. Supposedly, he's healthy. I mean, he's on a rebuilding team that's on the rise. We're not, they're not as bad as last year. You, I mean, you, they have nothing to lose, and they, they have what they want around him. They, yeah, they right. build their offensive line. They have a good secondary. They, they have the defense. I mean, they drafted the quarterback. If he's healthy, put him in the game. Make the mistakes early, and then he's good by halfway through the season. And then next year, the, um, by what I mean by the following year, uh, the the rebuild is complete, and then you have Tua Tagovailoa that has a year under his belt, ready to kill. So, so he, so, I'm sure this is a topic that we're gonna have on three or five talks, like all the way. I, I I'm pretty sure we're gonna debate this, like until Tua actually hits the field. So I'm looking forward to that. I got um two topics that are gonna take us home and wrap this up for us. So. This is the first one, right? So the top teams in the league, rightfully so, or the, the, like, the teams in the league, rightfully so, got um, five primetime games this season. So like the Ravens got five. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs just coming off a Super Bowl. They got five. The Dallas Cowboys, you know, I don't know how you, you know, they're America's team. So, okay, cool. They got five games, right? And there were a couple more teams that got five. The Miami Dolphins got one primetime game this season. Now, I know this last season, yeah, they were a top five draft pick team. Um, I know, again, they were, you know, suspected of tanking last season. But, I mean, they showed that they're ready to fight this year. So, were the Dolphins disrespected by only getting one primetime game, a Thursday night game against the Jacksonville Jacks, when they have so many you know, great matchups, teams that are like the teams on their schedule. Robbie, what do you think? Like, honestly, I understand why they, why they only gave the Dolphins one game. And actually, I'm kind of thankful for it. Um, we have a really terrible track record in primetime games. I remember in the year after we made the playoffs in Adam Gase's first year, we had Jay Cutler. But obviously, they didn't know we are going to have Jay Cutler. They thought it was going to be Tannehill. We had like four or five games on primetime, and we got blown out in almost every single I think they lost them all except one, right? I think we won one of them. I'm not even sure if we won one of them. Maybe 
I think one against the way into it, or one of them. I can't remember. Yeah, but I, I don't. I, I can't. You. I can't remember. That was a while yeah. ago. Yeah. But I remember that Ravens game. That was the game where Joe Flacco got his nearly got his head taken off by Kiko Alonso. Yeah. <laughs> that was crazy, and then also the Miami market isn't. It's a big city, of course, but it you it doesn't really compare for football when you have Dallas, New England, those type of teams. Yeah. Well. Uh, and before I throw it around the horn, that's one of the teams that got five games. Like, that bothers mm-hmm. me. That's why I brought the topic up. New England has five primetime games. The As we mentioned in this, you know, segment, the Tom Brady-less New England Patriots have five games. So, you still don't think there's any disrespect there to the Dolphins? Nope. Not at all. Not, re- not really. All right, so Mike, then, so you agree. You think the Dolphins weren't disrespected? Not, not at all. In the NBA, you don't see the Cleveland Cavaliers or the Phoenix Suns on, <laughs> on ESPN. Rebuilding teams don't, don't deserve to be on ESPN or on Monday night or on primetimes. They don't deserve it. But you, you, brought up a good, you brought up a good point, though. If an NBA team just drafted probably, you know, a phenom, right? They drafted a hot guy coming out of college, right? Yeah. Hasn't done a thing yet. Don't they get primetime games? We saw it this year. Zion and the Pelicans got a ton. Right. Nobody expects them to win, but people want to Joe see that Burrow's the, Joe Burrow's the, the Zion of the season. But then we look at Tua. Tua's an if. So they, if. They, the thing is that people are, are suspecting that, that Tua doesn't play this season. My people, the ESPN and all those media, they're not expecting Tua to play this season. I think that's how the NFL season is. So, so I think you might have a point there. Yeah. I mean, Fitzpatrick, no disrespect, but... Like he's not the national national figure that people want to like watch. So Anthony, I think they were disrespected. Are you gonna help me tie this up, or are you gonna go with the other guys? Um, no, I'm, I'm gonna go with the other guys. The only thing I would change, I mean, I wish we could see a week one prime time. Obviously, I think I think all of the NFL wants to see the Patriots in week one. And uh, yeah, I mean the the Dolphins haven't earned. More than one prime time. At this point, they're at this rate. Uh, based on like TV views and all that. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick, not not what they want to sell. You know, that's not what they're <laughs> gonna make money off. I'm sure if Tua does play and he does perform, I'm sure they'll make some adjustments. I'm sure they could do that. Yeah. One thing I will say though, thank you NFL. Like the prime time game, they did give the Dolphins. They did give them a chance to win. They didn't, yeah. they didn't go give them a Monday night game, you know, against the Kansas City Chiefs, right? <laughs> they, they said, hey, you, know, you get Jacksonville. You could win this one. <laughs> we'll showcase you then, right? Yeah, so it's, it's a Thursday. It's, 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 a, it's a Thursday night right after a Bills yeah, game. Yeah. yeah. It's not easy. Right. So yeah. I'm going to end this segment with a tough one. Um, I don't know if you guys can guess what I'm about to ask, but here, let's get at it. So, Anthony, I'm going to stick with you. Tell me what the record's going to be. Seven and nine. Keeping it straight. They want if they want to play safe like they did the draft, they're gonna finish seven and nine. You wanna take your shots? We're looking at a six and ten or a nine and seven. It could go either way. I mean, if we if I mean let's hope injuries don't, you know, you never know if someone tears the ACL. If we're playing without the if we're playing without without injuries, I think I think they can finish seven and nine around there. I mean, the AFC East, I think it's going to finish Bills, Patriots, Dolphins, and Jets. It could flip around. Injuries 
will tell, but I think it's a lock for the Bills at the one. And the Dolphins, I mean, they'll just – we'll have to see. Time will, time will tell. All right. Mike, what do you think? As I said before, 9-7. and seven. It's going to go down to that Week 17 game that will ultimately get Miami in the playoffs. I, I'm confident in Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think, you know, he has something to prove this season because – no disrespect to him, but he's on a one-year. He's on like a. He has one year to show that he, he can remain in the NFL, or if it's time to him to, if it's time for him to hang up his cleats, because after this season, it's a, it's 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 Tua's it's Tua's team. So, I think he's gonna he's gonna prove himself and ultimately take the Dolphins to the playoffs. All right, Robbie. Look, I want to look at it in this way. There's a floor and there's a ceiling. I think our floor as a team this year is gonna be probably six and ten. We could go anywhere from there to 10 and 6, but I think most likely it's going to be the middle of that 8 and 8 season for the Dolphins this year. All right. All right, Mike. So this is tough for me, right? Um, I like the way – I like – we're all kind of in the same ballpark. Um, I think it's going to go one of two ways, right? Um, I feel that – you know, the Dolphins could have given up last year with a team that was trying to form themselves, got off to the 0-7 start, and somehow found a way to win five games, right? If they start off hot, watch out. If the Dolphins come out of the first half of the season, meaning after eight games in the season, they got four wins, I'm starting to screen playoffs, right? So I'm going to say they're going to get – and you guys got to remember, an extra team makes the playoffs this year, right? So I'm going to start screaming that they're going to win nine games – and, you know, get in as a wild card. Um, ten game, remember I said, you know, it's all about winning that division too. So maybe ten games there. But if they start off cold, like we were talking about earlier in the segment, and they, you know, can't get those first three games behind them, then I say, you know, we're probably looking at another, you know, five-win season. So we'll see how it goes. But this was awesome, guys. I can't wait to see how the schedule turns out. I know we're all excited. We're happy to see that the NFL is going along with their plans. Hopefully it plays out the way they expect it to play out. But, you know, as always, you know, another three or five talks. We always encourage people to come and follow us. So Anthony, Mike, Robbie, until next time, everybody out there, please be, be, you know, be sure to follow us on Twitter and on Facebook at 305 Sports. And that's 305 Sports with two S's. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Good night. Good night.